Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. I want to ask you a question. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty for the living water? Are you thirsty for more of the water that Jesus offers to you and to me and to everyone in the whole wide world? Father, we bless you today. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and for your mercy, Lord, and how you always deal with us for good. And we thank you for that, Lord. Hallelujah. And Lord, we pray. I pray. I pray today in the name of Jesus. Lord, give us thirsty souls that will not be satisfied until that thirst is quenched. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're going to be in John chapter 4 today. We're going to be talking about uh, a woman that uh, did not know. She did not know in her heart. She was crying out, but she didn't know how to quench this thirst until she ran into Jesus. Praise God. And I want to remind you of what Matthew wrote in his gospel. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Are you hungering for more of God today? Are you thirsting for only that water that can quench your spiritual thirst? Well, let me tell you, if you are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, you will be filled. Hallelujah. So I'm encouraging you, uh, stay in the word, stay in prayer, keep pressing, keep pressing. Praise God. Hallelujah. God will answer. Amen. Amen. John chapter four, beginning in verse one. Now, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, uh, verse 2 says, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. Well, now, why would the Lord Jesus do that? Notoriety, notoriety. This was early in his ministry. His ministry was beginning to expand. And uh, he did not want his name to be known yet in Judea. All right, so he leaves Judea and he departs again into Galilee, which is north of Judea. Notice this in verse four, and he had to pass through Samaria. He had to. Now, why did he have to? Well, because he had an appointment. There are things, amen, that the Father uh, speaks to us concerning a direction that he wants us to go. And many times we don't understand why he wants us to go in this direction, but we go. Jesus knew why. Jesus did the Father's will. Everything he did, he did to please uh, the Father. He came to do that which God had uh, sanctioned him and, and uh, appointed him and gave him to do in becoming a man, the son of man, Hallelujah. And he walked among us. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's walking among us today, not in a fleshly body, but really he's walking amongst us in the body of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar near the field that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And so Jesus, wearied as he was with his journey, wearied 
as he was with his journey. He had walked for six hours. More than likely, when Jesus left where he was to go uh, travel north, to go into Galilee, going through Samaria, he most likely uh, took him probably 30 miles, maybe, maybe longer than that. A six-hour journey, walking for six hours? Well, yes, he would be worried. Why was he worried? Well, because he had meat. He's going to tell the disciples this. I have meat that you know not of. And what was that meat? That meat was the presence of Almighty God that was sustaining him. The desire to fulfill God's will for that day. Amen. Do we intend to fulfill the will of God every day we get up in the morning? If we don't, if we don't even think about it, we need to be thinking about it. Because I'm telling you, there is a, a day, every day that we live, God daily loads us with benefits. There's things that God wants us to have. There's things that God wants us to experience. Uh, there's a way, amen, that, uh, that he provides for us. And oftentimes, because we're not spiritually alert, because we're, we don't know how to quench this thirst of ours, we don't know how to satisfy this hunger of ours. And so we go, we're looking on all the wrong places to satisfy our hunger and to quench our thirst when Jesus is standing right there in the midst of us. And he'll do all of it. He'll, he'll, he'll satisfy our hunger for this day. He'll quench our thirst for this day. Hallelujah. He'll do it. Why? Because he's our Lord. He's our Savior. And he loves us. So once again, verse six, Jacob's well was there. And so Jesus, worried as he was with his journey, sat down beside the well. And it was about the sixth hour. So he's been walking now for six hours. So it's noon hour. We'll just say it's noon hour. We don't know exactly what time it is, but I assume it's around noon. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food, because it was time to eat. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask drink of me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Now, did that bother Jesus? Not at all. Not at all. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. You can't put Jesus in a box. Religious folks, you put yourself in a box. Get out of the box. And don't try to box Jesus in because he doesn't box. He came to do the Father's will. And this Sunday, amen, and every Sunday, amen, that you go to church, God, Jesus is there. And a lot of times he won't move. Why? Because you're trying to put him in a box. Don't put him in a box. Hallelujah. Just do the Father's will. Whatever that is, do the Father's will. So verse 9 says, The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God. Notice that. He's calling himself a gift. Jesus presents to every man as a gift. He presents himself as a gift. 
The Heavenly Father has given us this gift. His name is Jesus. What are we going to do with this gift? Are we going to receive it and embrace it? Or are we going to set it aside and, and put it in the, the with all the other items at the next garage sale? No. This Jesus, this Lord, this Savior, this Master asked this woman, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Notice you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Thirsty soul, all you have to do is reach out to Jesus and ask him and he'll give you living water. It's that simple. It's that simple. Religion makes things complicated, but no, when it comes to Jesus, it's very simple. All you have to do is just reach your hand up to him and say, Lord, I'm thirsty. Satisfy this thirst and he'll do it. Reading on verse 11, and the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, his sons and his cattle? And Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, he will never thirst. The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water welling up unto eternal life. This is the living water. You know, there was a contention among the Jews that were following him. And this was right after he had fed the multitude, filled their bellies with bread and with fish. And they liked that. They liked free meals. And so when Jesus went away by boat, the people realized he was gone and they went to find him. They found him in Capernaum. They did. You know, they began to crowd around the Lord Jesus and they began to say, Lord, why did you come here? When did you come here? And Jesus turned around and he said, uh, you're following me, not because of who I am, not because I'm going to give you the living water, not because I'm going to give you the bread that will satisfy your soul. You're following me because I'm filling your belly. And then he said this, he says, don't labor for the meat that perishes but labor for the bread that comes from heaven. And then he said, I am that bread. And then he told the Jews, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me. And the Jews recalled at this because they didn't understand what he was saying. If they had just come to Jesus for the living water, they would have known exactly what he was talking about. There's things in your life that you do not understand why they happened, how things worked out the way they did. And oftentimes, many of us secretly, we hold these things out against God. We have a we have an issue with God because these things happened. And the reason why we think that, the reason, reason why we act that is because we're not drinking the living water. We're not, we're not feasting on the bread that came from heaven. When we do that, then we'll know, we'll know 
We'll know why these things came into our life. We'll know why our life was directed like that. The way it is. But I'm telling you today. Jesus loves you. He loves us all. He loved us so much. He stretched out his hands on the cross and he took our sin. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God. He came down where we were and suffered the penalty of death and was raised the third day. Why? Because he wanted to take us where he came from. And he is setting us at the right hand of the throne of God. What an honor. What a privilege. Hallelujah. Let's satisfy our thirst, not with water, not with fleshly or natural water, but with the living water. Jesus says to this woman, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Hallelujah. This is our quest. This is our huge final quest. Eternal life. And it's only found in Jesus. It's not found in anybody else. It's not found in anything else. It's not found in your denomination. It's not found in uh, your church name. It's not found in, in your pastor. It's not found in the deacons. It's not found in all the people that come to your church. It's not found in church membership. It's not found in water baptism. It's found in one place, and that's Jesus. And if you're baptism in water, if you're looking and you're doing this because of the faith that you have in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, then water baptism means something. But if you just got sprinkled just because you wanted to join the church, it means nothing. You need Jesus. You need the living water. You need the bread that came down from heaven. Praise God. Then the woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. See, that's easy. Everybody wants an easy life. You know, we come to Jesus, we say, Jesus, do something with the devil so, you know, he will never bother me. Pray that I'll never have another problem with the devil. How is Jesus going to answer that prayer? It is impossible. Jesus is not going to answer that prayer. This woman is saying, Lord, I don't want I don't like coming here to draw water. Just go ahead and give me this water so I don't come here anymore. That's not what Jesus was talking about. But there was a cry in her heart. She wanted something other than what she was doing. Can you imagine Life without Jesus. Just just living life day in and day out. You don't have a savior. You don't have somebody who sticks closer to you than a brother. You don't have somebody that you can pray and commune with. You don't have somebody that's walking beside you. You don't have somebody that summoned a company of angels to watch over you and to watch over your family and children. You're you're all alone in this world. Well, I'm telling you, you don't have to be. Jesus is that person 
who will come to you in your greatest hour of need, one who will be with you in trouble, one who will deliver you, one who will set you free. Hallelujah. There, there are people, you call yourself a believer, and yet you're living in sin, and you're doing things that are not right. I'm telling you, Jesus loves you, and he desires to come in and heal you and set you free. Set you free from bondage and from the sin that so easily besets us. Jesus will do that for you. You don't have to clean your life up first before you go to him. You just go to him as you are and asking him to fill you with the bread from heaven. Ask him to quench your thirst with the living water and he'll do it. And God's cleansing stream will come into you. Hallelujah. And clean you from the inside out. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is what this woman was crying out for. When she heard about water that will well up to eternal life, she says, Lord, give me this water. Give it to me, Lord, that I may not thirst nor come here to draw, that I may not thirst. See, there was a thirst in this woman that wasn't being satisfied. There was another way, and this woman knew it. She knew there's, there's got to be another way. Jesus is the way. But notice that something before this woman could receive the living water, there's something that she had to be confronted with. Notice what Jesus says. And Jesus said to her, go, call your husband and come here. And the woman answered him, I have no husband. And Jesus went a little bit deeper and he said to her, yeah, you're right. You have no husband. For you've had five husbands. And he to whom you now have is not your husband. In other words, the man you're living with now is not your husband. Is not your, is not your husband. And then this woman says, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Well, that's good. Perceiving that Jesus is the son of God, perceiving that he, that he lived and walked this earth one day. Oh, that's well and good. But it's not going to give you living water. You may have been raised in a Christian home. You may know all about Jesus and all about the stories of the Bible. But now you've grown up and you've cast off the faith of your father and the faith of your mother. And now you're walking alone. You think you're living up. No, you're not living up. You're living down because you left the father's care. You left the love of God. You left the throne of God. But Jesus loves you. He's praying for you. He's interceding for you. And he's trying to woo you back. He's like the father waiting for his son that went away. His prodigal. Hallelujah. He keeps looking for you. Praise God. So the woman said to Jesus, I have no husband. But Jesus says, you're right. You're absolutely right. You've had 500 husbands and the man you're living with now is not your husband. So, yeah, you spoke the truth. 
And the woman said, Sir, I believe that you're a prophet. See, and then she falls back on religion. Notice this. And our fathers worshipped on this mountain. You say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. But Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. He says, Woman, you worship what you don't not know. We worship what we know because salvation is from the Jews. Jesus was telling her, you know, if you really want to worship God, then you worship the God that I serve. You worship the God of the Bible. So stop worshiping your church. Start hold, stop holding up your church membership as if it's something to be valued. Stop holding up your denomination in your pride and in your arrogance. Stop doing that. Acknowledge this. That Jesus is all I need. I don't need anything else. Because he's the only one that's going to satisfy. But notice Jesus says this, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such the Father seeks to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. You can only do that by having living water. You can only do that by consuming the bread that came down from heaven. That is the spirit. That is the truth. The woman replied and said, I know that Messiah is coming. The one that's called Christ, when he comes, he will show us all things. Jesus says to her, notice it. I want you to notice this. Jesus has not revealed himself at this point in his ministry to anyone other than him, than this woman outside of his disciples, of course. And Jesus said to her, I who am speaking to you am he. And just then the disciples, they returned from town. They had, uh, you know, they had the food, the provisions for lunch and and uh, and when the woman uh as they were approaching the woman, uh, she left her water jar. She left it right there at the well, and she went into the city. And she went and told the people, see, a man who told me all that I ever did. Could this possibly be the Christ? I want you to notice what God has done. Jesus did not have to go into that town and preach the gospel. They probably would have rejected him. But he found a woman just a single woman and minister her ministered to her out of her deep need and desire to be filled with something that would satisfy her hungry soul. And that testimony electrified that city of Sychar. And it says, John records, and they went out of the city and were coming to him Meanwhile, the disciples sought, Rabbi, eat. And Jesus said, I have food to eat that you do not know about. What's he doing? He's feasting on the manna from heaven. He's feast feeding out of his father's hand. Oh, I tell you what, there is a spiritual food. Amen. That will satisfy our hungry hearts. That will satisfy our entire man. Hallelujah. And there's only one person that can give it. 
and that's Jesus. Then Jesus explained to his disciples, he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may rejoice together, talking about spiritual satisfaction, reaching out to people, sowing the word and reaping the harvest. And then Jesus says this, I sent you to weep, reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. You're not alone, friend. You're not alone. The reason you and I got saved is because somebody in the fast prepared the way. That evangelist that preached the gospel to me that Wednesday night. God worked through him to reach me. Hallelujah. Praise God. So many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the women's testimony. And he told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there for two days. A two day revival broke out. All the people that got saved just because Jesus knew there was a need. See, there's people that you are to witness to that have a need. And if you'll do that, they wind up getting saved. Look at all the people that they're going to influence in their testimony. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. That word filled can also mean satisfied. Are you satisfied today? Are you satisfied with your spiritual life? Are you satisfied with where you are in Christ? Or do you not have time for him today? You may be on your way to work. Excellent time to pray. You might be coming home from work. Excellent time to pray. How much time do you give Jesus? Jesus wants all of our time. Isaiah said this, Ho, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters. And he that has no money, come. You buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. That's our father talking. Wine is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Milk is a symbol of the word of God. So what is Isaiah prophesying? Just come. If you don't have any money, you don't have to have any money. Come to the father's table. Come and eat all that you want. Drink all the wine that you want. All the wine of the Holy Spirit. All the milk of the Word of God you want. Do it without money, without price. Not going to cost you a penny. I'll give it to you freely. And then Jesus said this on that last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and proclaimed, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, 
Out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Out of his heart. Out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus wants to give all of us that living water today. Nehemiah said this, you have made known to them your holy Sabbath and commanded them precepts, statutes and laws by the hand of Moses, your servant. You gave them bread from heaven for their hunger and brought them water out of the rock for their thirst. And you told them to go in and possess the land which you had sworn to give them. If God did that for the saints in the Old Testament, how much more will he'll do that for you and for I? Be thirsty today, brother. Be thirsty today, sister. But know the place where that thirst is going to be quenched. It's in Jesus. And Jesus alone. Father, bless you. Thank you today for your goodness and for your mercy, Lord. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory for all your goodness. And we thank you, Father, for the bread that came down from heaven. We thank you, Lord, for the living water that quenches our thirst throughout eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.